Welcome to the Tuesday, September 28th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, and I'm joined by my co-host here on Monday and Tuesdays at MMAOddsBreaker.com, Mr. Big Marcel. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, man? Uh, yeah, going to break down some fights. We already have somebody uh, pulling out of the contender series, right? So only four fights tonight, which, you know, it sucks when somebody pulls out, but I'm not going to be... Uh, angry about only four fights to be honest man because uh i can go a little bit earlier to to sleep <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we did get a fight canceled that guy that missed way yesterday uh manuel gasha he was yeah. pulled from the card uh his fight with chris duncan's canceled which sucks for chris duncan i almost hope this yeah. guy gets signed to the ufc like it's not his fault that his opponent missed way he's a good fighter give, chris duncan right give him a, yeah give him a backup a short notice card or in the, in the upcoming someone will fall off for sure all the time so that's what i'm thinking too i agree i agree all right so today we're going to break down ufc vegas 38 walker santos versus walker and then we'll talk about dana white's contender series at the end but we'll start with the breakdowns for ufc vegas 38 marcel i'm going to use ufc stats for the uh, bout order as usual so let's start off, Marcel. Let's start off the Bantamweight division. You got Alejandro Perez returning to the octagon against Johnny Eduardo, two guys who have not fought in a while. And Alejandro Perez right now, minus 235 favorite, plus 195 to come back on Johnny Eduardo. What's your thoughts on this one, man? My headphone is popping the whole damn time. It's really annoying. Um, yeah, man, it's like um, Alejandro Perez. He's fi- finally back again. He's got Johnny Eduardo, a guy who I'm still thinking like, damn, he's still with the UFC. He was kind of surprised with that, to be really honest, because he's not fighting really often either. So, um yeah, if, if you look at uh, Johnny Eduardo, you know he's uh, he, he's pretty good at uh, how, what do you say? He's a good Muay Thai fighter. Yeah, I think he uh, he does very well there. Um, if you look at Alejandro Perez, pretty all round, but um, yeah, not not, not nothing too uh, nothing too special so far in my opinion. I, I feel like Alejandro Perez wins most fights he should win, and he's losing the fights he's supposed to lose. You know what I mean? So um, it's kind of. Do you think this is a lose or lose time fight? This one. You're muted, man. You're muted. Sorry about that, guys. Um, yeah, I think that Perez probably ends up getting, or the loser gets cut, um, whether it's Perez or Eduardo. Perez hasn't fought in a while. Eduardo hasn't fought in a while. Uh, Perez does have a good record in the UFC, but when you're not fighting that often, you're not very valuable to the UFC. And for Eduardo, he's just, he's, I think he's in his 40s now, right? So I do think it's loser gets cut. Anything else you want to say in this fight, Marcel? Yeah, man. I'm, I'm obviously, I, I'm going with the younger guy here, man. I'm going with Alejandro Perez. Also, because I think Johnny Eduardo hasn't looked really good as of lately. You know, his, 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 his last one was against Manny Gamburian in 2016. Um, Perez, like I say, Perez wins the fights he's supposed to win, you know, and he's losing the fights people think he will lose. And this is a fact he's supposed to win. So I'm going with Perez here. I'm, think, I'm thinking he wins a, a decisive decision. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to lead towards Perez too. I, I do have some worry about this guy, though. He has not fought in two years. He was knocked out in his last fight by Yadong Song, and he's fighting a good Muay Thai fighter, Johnny Ward, who has pulled off some upsets in the past. I remember that fight with Eddie Wyland. I still can't believe he won that fight. You know, like this guy does have some power. But again, like you said, Marcel, he has not looked the same the last few fights, and he's getting way up there in age. He's a guy who's been around forever. Um, you know, he's been in the UFC for 10 years and has like, I think less than a fight a year. He barely fights. I can't pick this guy cause he doesn't fight. I will say this. He was supposed to fight Anthony Burchak. I did think he would have won that fight. That fight was supposed to happen. I think earlier this year, he had visa issues. Um, I think this is a tougher fight against Perez. He, even though he hasn't fought in a while, Perez was a quality fighter, man, before he had the layoff. So 
I, I think he wins this fight. I think Alejandro Perez. Got to go with him. Alex is here. What's going on, Alex? Glad to hear, have you here, man, with us. All right, let's go to the next fight here, Marcel. Stephanie Egger against Shannon Young. Women's bantamweight fight. Very close odds for this one. Stephanie Egger, minus 125. Shannon Young, plus 105. What do you think? Yeah, this is a fight I really don't have a real good read on, to be really honest, man. I think uh, Shanna Young, she came to USC short notice, I think, against Macy Chason. She got pretty much so she lost that fight but same goes for agar against tracy cortez man both both go both girls didn't look really good in their usc debuts if you look at the if you look at who's beating who you know agar has a win over borella on her on a record and against mm -hmm. king reina and ryzen uh shana young um yeah she, she got a win a split decision win over pam Sorensen. I haven't seen the fight. I'm pretty sure you did, so I have no idea if that was a if that was a good win or that was. Did you did you saw that fight? Pam's one one. I didn't didn't see. Um, I saw okay, a few of their other fights. There's a couple on YouTube for Stephanie Edgar and obviously Cortez in the UFC is on on Fight Pass. I didn't I see the Pam Sorensen fight though. It was in King of the Cage, I think, right? Yeah, King of the Cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have a hard read on this fight, man. Like I said, it's like. Uh, I, I kind of slightly lean towards Shana Young, but I'm far from sure. You know, this is yeah. like a coin flip fight for me. Um, I'm going with Shana. I, I also expect the, the girl who's losing here is also cut from the UFC, yeah. to be really honest. So, but I'm taking Young here. I'm taking Young, the younger fighter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm sorry. I, I was confused there for a second. Yeah, Young, I didn't see the fight with Sorensen on Fight Pass, but there are other fights of hers from King of the Cage on there you can mm -hmm. watch. Um, I think it's a pretty close fight, man. I got to say, this is definitely a, a competitive fight. Both women primarily grapplers, so I expect the fight to take place in the grappling realm. I don't think we'll see too much striking here. It kind of just depends on who's going to be on top, I think, and I'm thinking it could be Egger. From what I've seen, she seems like a pretty strong grappler, but, you know, Young is a good wrestler, too. I've just seen her on her back too many times, and I've seen her get submitted a couple times, too. Um, I both I think the loser gets cut of this one too, Marcel. To be quite frank, um, I think this is you know loser leaves town. So winners got to they're gonna have to look impressive, really. Um, I'm gonna lean a little bit towards Stephanie Egger, but this is a very slight lean, guys. And I think the odds are are reflective of how close this fight's gonna be. Because honestly, Marcel, it could be like a split decision type of fight. I think it's that yeah, close. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's two girls with very similar styles. So two wrestling based fighter, grappling based fighters, I should say, and that's what I expect to play out like. Give me your thoughts on this fight. Well, next one here, Douglas Silva Diandrage against Gaetano Perello. I think I'm uh, pronouncing it correctly. And right now, this is an interesting fight, Marcel. We got D uh, Douglas Silva Diandrage minus two forty-five, big favorite here. Perello plus two hundred five. What do you think is going to happen in this one? Yeah, man, Gaetano Perello is a guy from Belgium. He fought at the regionals many times here, but didn't really fought against against amazing opponents to be really honest you know he got one really good uh, win on his record that was in pro fc in 2012 against alexia magno in my opinion that that's probably his biggest win on his record um overall what i saw in the ricky simone fight wasn't that good but we all know ricky simone is as kind of also maybe a top 15 guy you know he's in the top 20 right now i think um if you look at douglas self at the andrage i i always feel like the dude has uh, some solid things and also something he lacks, you know. Uh, you see, yeah, he has good wins on his record against Marlon Vera and Hannan Barrao, but had the Hannan Barrao fight was in 2019, and that wasn't the Hannan Barrao that we uh, was was uh, where we were used to in the beginning of his uh, UFC career. Um, the thing is, 
I think Douglas Silva, the Andrade, I think many people say he got a padded record. Maybe that's, you can say that, you know, in the beginning of his career, he got you know, a lot I, of... I, uh, I will say this. I was just looking at his record today. Half the guys he's fought in Brazil don't even have records on topology. So, yeah, I would yeah. say it's padded. Let's be fair here. Yeah. Well, he he's still a good fighter, good. though. He's still good. Yeah. And he got the winner also over Felipe Forrest, who is a, who is a former ACA champion. Um, I mean... I think overall his uh, his experience inside the cage inside the UFC will uh, give him the advantage here, and I don't saw anything in Gatana Perello to be really honest. And people in Belgium, listen, man, I live very close to the border here, so I have to watch out what I say because they're gonna smack me on the head if I say something bad about Belgian fighters. Yeah, so I have to watch out. But uh, I gotta be honest, man. I think Douglas Silva the Andrade is still too too uh, too good to fight against uh, Perello. Although Perello is seven years younger, I'm taking uh, Douglas Silva the Andrade by decision. Yeah, and that's that's kind of one of the reasons I'm leaning a little towards Pro in this fight. The age is a factor, in my opinion. Now, Douglas Silva the Andrade has had a lot of fights. He's had 30 fights. He's been in a lot of wars. He's on a decline, in my opinion. He's still a good fighter. I think he's still like you know top 25 in this division. Like he's still a solid fighter. But you know, I got to be honest. I didn't know a lot about Perello except for the Simone fight. So I was watching back his fights. This guy's a good striker, uh, Marcel. Very good striker. And this is not a grappler he's fighting. I think if he's fighting a grappler, he's screwed. If you look at his record, Perello's lost a lot of fights in the ground. Um, he could be wrestled. He could be submitted. But the, uh, Douglas Silva Diadraj is a striker. So this is probably going to be a striking-based fight. And I'm leaning towards the younger guy here in Perello a little bit, especially at the odds at plus 205. I think that he could win this fight um, with his power, with his volume, with his activity. I mean, he makes a great points about Diadraj, more experienced UFC, fought better competition. I agree with everything he said. But – the odds are a little hefty in my opinion. I think it's a competitive fight. And again, I didn't know a lot about Perello before I watched the fights, um, but go to YouTube, watch his fights. Guy's a good striker. He can knock people out. And I think, I don't know if he can knock Douglas Dendrajo, who's a very tough dude. He's been finished once by uh, Peter John, by a doctor stoppage. But I do think he can get maybe the better of him on the field a little bit here and, and possibly edge this fight out. So I look at this as a very competitive fight. I'm leaning towards the underdog here, Marcel, in, in yeah. Perello. So... You know what it is, Adam. Yeah. He, he, I, I agree that he looked good in, in those in, in some of those fights, but against not as good as opponents against Douglas oh, Silva. No, no you know doubt I mean? about it. No doubt about it. I mean, Douglas Silva Diandrade has fought the best of the best. But I will say, like, I don't think Pro's you know opposition has been horrendous either. Like, they're not that no, bad. No, I don't say that. They're not. No, yeah, no. yeah, they're not bad. Like, he's been beating guys with with winning records on on the regional scene. Obviously, not the best guys. Um, and like the Andrade has been fighting, but like I said, I've liked what I've seen from this guy. He's been a veteran for a long time too, Marcel. He's been fighting for 12 years as a pro. So, mm -hmm. um, I was surprised when I saw that pleasantly surprised as guys with veteran for a while. I, I, like I said, I thought he looked terrible against Simone, but that was a grappler. Um, this guy is going to be in trouble against grapplers, but against a striker, I think he could win. If he can't win this fight, he's going to be released. I, I would, honestly, this whole card feels like it's loser leaves town. It feels like, yeah. <laughs> Jose's here. Hey, Jose, what's up, man? He was asking about Romanov Bandera. I don't even know what card that's on, but uh, next week. That's next week. Okay. No, yeah. oh, well, no, it's the yeah, it's next. It's uh, the Dern against uh, that's the Rodriguez card. Yeah. 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 All right, let's go to the next fight here. Devontae Smith versus Jamie Malarkey. Interesting fight. And odds for this one, Marcel. Mar uh, Jamie Malarkey. Oh, sorry, Devontae Smith is a favorite. Minus 150. Jamie Malarkey plus 130. Underdog. What do you think? Yeah, man, uh, this is actually a really fun fight, and I would have put this on the main card, to be really honest, man. Um, Devante Smith, um, I, really, I was really high on him, man, to be honest, man. When he came from the Contender Series, he defeated Joseph Lowry. Was a, I think was a really good win for him. He was a slight underdog in that fight. Uh, then two 
uh, KO wins behind each other got Julian Arosa and Dong Yan Ma. They then got knocked out on short notice by Kama Worthy, but it was short notice for Kama Worthy. Yeah, I know it's also short notice for him then, but Kama Worthy was the guy who stepped in on like four or five days notice. And then he got the win over Justin James. Now he's fighting Jamie Malaki. Malaki is a guy who actually looked good in pretty much all of his fights in the UFC, man. In his first fight against Riddell, uh, he lost at this unanimous decision with one to fight of the night. It was a good fight, in my opinion. Obviously, it was a fight of the night. Then against Ferris Yam, I think he got robbed in that fight. To be honest, I think he won that fight. Uh, if I can, uh, if I can yeah, uh, I, I, remember I, correctly, I agree. With that. Yeah, he definitely won two rounds, in my opinion. So, and then uh, he he starts Kamawardi, man. Where in the fight, I think he was a big underdog. Or was it near? Uh, I thought it was an underdog. Bobby Smith or, or Malarkey? No, Malarkey. He was yes, the man. underdog, slight though. I, yeah. I bet on him against Kamawardi. Okay. He was like plus one ten or something. It was small, but yeah, he was the underdog. Yeah. So uh, now from Devante. He's fighting Devante Smith. The thing is here, man, I think if Malaki uses his wrestling in this fight, he can win this fight, man, against Devante Smith. Although I really like Devante Smith as well. This is a real fun fight to me. Uh, both guys have the power to knock each other out. Uh, I, I slightly think Malaki can take him down and can, maybe can hold him there. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's how I look at it. Uh, I'm slightly going for Jamie Malaki. I think this might be fight of the night, man. I'm, I'm going with Jamie Malaki in the decision win. There you go, Marcel, with a big pick there with the underdog. I think it's a competitive fight too, man. I, I like this fight. Malarkey is a really good fighter. You know, he's he's tough, good chin, always walking forward. And we saw some power in the last fight. Um, I just think that you know Demonte Smith is a very, very dangerous guy. I know we lost to Come Worthy. We all saw that fight. We all know what happened in that fight. Um, but this dude's super dangerous. And before that fight, everyone thought he was gonna be a champion one day. Um, I don't know if he will be, Marcel, you know, but I do think the guy's good and I he's still think young. Yeah, he's still young. I think he can knock him malarkey. I really do. So I'm leaning, or maybe not even knock him. I'll just beat him. I guess just hurt him um, and beat him like that. But you know, it's an interesting fight. Malarkey's good grappler too. So interesting style matchup here. But I think Smith can keep it on the feet and, and outstrike malarkey. That's kind of what I'm thinking here. It's going to happen. But uh, I definitely respect the malarkey pick. The guy's a good, solid fighter, and I like him too. All right, next fight here: Betch Korea against Carol Rosa in the women's bandweight division. I believe this is Betch Korea's last fight um, before she yes. retires. So she's a huge underdog here, plus 350 on Betch, minus 440 on Carol Rosa. I'll, I'll just start this one off, Marcel. I really like mm -hmm. Carol Rosa in this fight. Um, no like, no surprise there, I guess. I, I like her against pretty much anyone in this division um, outside maybe the top five fighters. I think she's that good. I think Carol Rosa could be a champion one day, Marcel. I'm very impressed with this girl. Good striking, good grappling. Everything's good about her. So I, I like her. Um, you know, And Betch Korea, to me, is, is done. Like I think she's shot. I don't know why she even took another fight. She wanted to have one more, but I think she should have retired after her last fight. I, I really like Carol Rose in this fight. The odds suck, minus 440. It sucks, but I absolutely expect her to win. Probably decision, but honestly, I think she could stop Betch Korea. I think she could knock her out too. So either knockout or decision, I, I definitely like Carol Rose in this fight. She'll She's one of my most confident picks. What do you think? Yeah, man, to be really honest, I think the only – People who think Batch Correa going to win here are either a training partners or a family. I think uh, Carla Rosa is a great fighter. She has uh, she has done so well in the UFC, man. I think uh, she looked amazing, uh, definitely in, in, in her last two fights. Really, really solid. The Procopio fight was a really good fight. She got a split decision. I think should have been unanimous. Mm -hmm. um, I mean. She has, she has looked good in the UFC so far, man. And Betch Correa, I think Betch Correa, like you said, she's pretty much, she was already out of the UFC. She asked for an extra fight, yeah. you know. 
And uh, that should have, that was actually supposed to happen in 2020, I think, but we are now almost at the end of 2021. We finally get to see the fight. Um, I mean, I have no doubt in my mind to not pick Rosa here, man. I mean, yeah. why would I pick Patch Correa? No disrespect to the girl, but I think uh, Rosa will win this fight. I go with unanimous decision. Um, but I agree with you. There's maybe a, a way she can finish the fight as well. So, but decision is probably the safest pick here. Yeah, I think so too. But because Betch is tough, but I have seen her get knocked out. We've seen her get knocked out. I think it's possible mm-hmm. that someone does. It's going to be someone like Carol Rosa, who's a young up and comer on the rise. Any, anyway, we'll, yeah, Rosa wins this fight. I think the one could be even higher. I really do. Yeah. I love her in this fight. Uh, Daniel, what's up, man? He says, those picking Jamie are on malarkey. I'm on some malarkey. And there you go, Marcel. You're on some malarkey. No, I'm kidding. He's actually not bad, and that's a close fight. Um, This one, what do you think of this fight? Antonina Shevchenko with Casey O'Neill. Odds for this yeah. one. Casey O'Neill minus 220. Antonina plus 180. What do you think, Marcel? Because it seems like everyone's obviously going to fade Antonina here after her last performance. But I mean, Casey O'Neill is still unproven. So what do you think, man? I know, man, but how can you say convincingly that Antonina's going to win this one, man? She she's done if she gets to the ground, pretty much, man. Yeah. We saw it in the we saw it in the fight against Caitlin Shukagian. We saw it in the fight against Andrea Lee. You know, um, the thing is, and Casey O'Neill is pretty decent on the ground, man. What I saw, she did very well against Procopio, and she she stopped her via submission, standing to make a choke. I was kind of, I was pretty much, I was pretty pissed that they uh, cut Lara Procopio, by the way, because I think she is talented as well. Um, I mean, Casey O'Neill looked good, you know, so far in the UFC. Yeah, the Shannon Dobson one, yeah, I know. I, I don't know who I picked that one. I, I might have picked Dobson in that one. I, I don't know for sure, but that was a really bad pick if I did. Um, Procopio, good win for her. Shevchenko, the thing is, Shevchenko is good as long as she can stand, but on the ground, She's nowhere near as good as her stand-up. And, I mean, if you look at her sister, the champion, uh, her stand-up is pretty much as good as her ground game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Shevchenko, she, she, or Antonina, she can't she can do that. I think if O'Neill gets her to the ground, she can finish her, to be really honest, man. I, I think I'm going with a bold pick here. I'm thinking Casey O'Neill in the first round, if I really make a choke. Wow, there you go. That's that's somewhat bold. I mean, I, I don't think that Antonina is a great ground game, obviously. We all know that. Um, mm-hmm. in the first round is going to be something though, but it's definitely possible. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you got to go Casey O'Neill. I, I still have some questions about her. You know, I don't think we've seen a lot of her in the, in the standup for the most part. Um, and she's fought, you know, mediocre competition so far, but I like what I've seen. She's super young. Antony has been terrible in the UFC, very inconsistent and no ground game at all. I, I can't pick Antonina, you know, Marcel, I, I can't do it. I just can't do it. I don't know. I don't know who I could pick her against, honestly, with this ground game. And she did beat Lipsky, so it's possible that she could just be a bigger, stronger fighter than some of these girls, but I don't think against Casey O'Neill she'll win. Let me get these comments, guys. Gail says, O'Neill looks sloppy in the feed, but Antony isn't that powerful. Casey's logical pick. I kind of agree with that. Jose says, Doctor's brother, Shevchenko's sister, is fighting back-to-back weeks. I was just thinking the same thing, Jose. I was just thinking the same thing. Daniel says, to be fair, first girl landing takedown probably wins. I could see Shevchenko getting a takedown first also. Maybe, but... Other than the Lipsky fight, like, when has she ever grappled, really? Like, you know what I mean, Marcel? Like, she doesn't like mm-hmm. grappling. She likes to stand and trade. Um, I think that would be her path here. I think if the fight goes to the ground, she's in a huge trouble. And I, th- I would assume Casey O'Neill wins. Uh, anyways, let's go to the next fight here. Uh, this is the last prelim, actually. Joe Selecki against Joseph uh, – sorry, Jared Gordon, excuse me. And Joseph Joe Selecki right now, slight favorite here, Marcel, minus 125, plus 105 for Jared Gordon. What do you think? 
Yeah, man, Jared Gordon looked good in his last fight, man, against Danny Chavez, and that was not what I expected, to be really honest. I think um, uh, he looked solid in that one. He was kind of a, on a bad, on, on a bad streak with four, with three wins uh, of three losses in his last four fights. <clears throat> then he got two wins against Fresh Gold and Chavez. Um, if you look at Sulaki, sorry, man, I have to drink something. It's okay. No worries. <clears throat> Sometimes I have a dry throat for some reason. We all do, man. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, Joe Selecki uh, came to the UFC for the Contender Series. Man, I rem- I think, uh, was it him or no? Or was it Pena who fought Wyman the first, uh, when Wyman came back? I was like, huh, Wyman, is he still in the UFC? I mean, Selecki did very well in that fight, he won. Then he got the win over yes. Austin Hubbard. I think you called that one, man, the Austin Hubbard fight. And uh, it was a really good win. And the Jim Miller one, I think he, he was in trouble in the first round, but second and third round were clearly for him. Um, I'm actually, I always like Joe Selecki, man, when he fought in CFFC as well. But I'm really impressed, man. I think he really uh, evolved in a the, in the, in the better fighter than he was already there. And uh, Jared Gordon, I really like to do it, but I don't know if he if he's still evolving, man. I, maybe he does, but the Danny Chavez fight looked good. But I kind of lean slightly towards Joe Selecki, man. I think he can win the decision, man. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you on this one. You know, I'm actually a little, I got to be honest, you guys gave me your thoughts. I'm surprised the line is only minus 125. I thought it'd be a lot higher. Um, I know that this guy did struggle a little bit against Jim Miller in that first round. Like you said, Marcel, he lost the first round. But, you know, Jared Gordon, I don't know, I'm still not sold on him as like this great fighter by any means. Like he's a decent grappler. And I guess people think it's just going to be a really close grappling-based fight. But I think Slucky's the better grappler. I really do. Um, I, I like this kid, Marcel. I think he's good. Good finisher with you with his submissions. Uh, don't get me wrong. It's it's an interesting fight because of the style matchup. And maybe he will selectively force to stand and trade in this fight. We'll get to see some of his striking. Um, but even if it goes to the ground, I still like him. I like him on the feet and on the ground. Gordon, he's a guy, I, I'll be honest, I do underrate him a lot, Jared Gordon. And I've picked against him in some fights where he ended up winning. But I, I'm very high on Joseph Lucky, and there's no reason I'm going to go against him here, Marcel. You know what I mean? Like, I think the line is reasonable, too. So give me Joseph Lucky, guys. I'm thinking a decision, Marcel. Are you thinking that, too, or, or maybe a stop? Yeah, decision. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. Probably, I, I think it goes to decision either way, completely, completely honest with you guys. And the odds over 2.5 is minus 200. So that's about – that's right in the money. All right, let's go to the main card now, guys. we got Alex Hernandez against Mike Money Breeden, who's taking the fight on short notice here, Marcel, for Leo Santos. And Mike Breeden's a huge underdog here, plus 400. Alexander Hernandez, minus 500. Uh, do you think Hernandez deserves to be minus 500? That's a pretty wide line for a guy who is coming off of a loss, um, but he is taking a guy who's coming on short notice who's never fought in the UFC before. So what do you think? Really, being really honest, he got two wins in his last five fights, but should actually be one win in his last five fights because I don't think he won the, he won the Trinaldo fight. Um I mean, Alexander Hernandez, yeah, dude came with such a huge hype in the UFC because he knocked out Benil Darius in the first round within one minute, you know, and he would then he won against Oben Merced, then he got schooled by Donald Cerrone. He actually lost to Trinaldo, in my opinion, lost to Drew Dober. Chris Gritzmacher, he did well and he won the fight there. And the Thiago Moises fight, he thought he won. I think he clearly lost the fight. Yeah. So um, the thing is, might have been, listen, man, Hernandez, he, he might have been a little bit overhyped, man, since the Darius fight. You know, I think um, 
I, yeah, I'm just calling it. I think it was kind of a fluke. You fought, you said it so many times in this podcast, first. So I swear, yeah. every time we talk about Hernandez, you talk about Hudson. Yeah, because many people are still referring to that as a great win, you know, and it was a great win for him. But I don't really see that as a, a measuring anything right now. You know what I mean? Um, Mike Breeden, uh, first of all, Mike Breeden unblocked me on Instagram, dude. I didn't do anything wrong. Um, <laughs> he, I think he's a good fighter. Uh, I, I really like what I saw from him. I know with the series, he lost to Anthony Romero, but it was a good fight. And what the hell, man? Why does is the UFC not interest in Anthony Romero? I have no idea why. But um, yeah, also had some good wins in the LFA, man. A beautiful flying knee against Brandon Jenkins, if I can remember correctly. Um, yep. I, I think this fight might be a lot more closer than people think, man, to be really honest. I think Breeden isn't that bad of a fighter at all, you know? And uh, yeah. the thing is, there's also there's also a funny thing with this is uh, Factory X against Glory MMA, you know, Glory MMA yeah. Fitness with uh, James Cross on the other side and um, Mark Montoya on the other side. You know, I don't know if they're going to coach against each other. But um, I, I actually kind of thinking maybe I should go uh, go take a chance here and go with Mike Breeden, man. If the line is so big, you know, I think it's, Breeden, it's plus four, yeah, four fifteen. Yeah I, yeah, I think I'm going with the upset, man. I think I'm taking Breeden via decision here. I, I I think it's possible, man. I really do. You know, I got to be honest. I didn't remember a lot about Money Mike until I was watching his fights back. The Romero fight was pretty competitive. He definitely lost the fight, but. You know, this guy has a lot of experience, man. He's fought a lot of guys. He has some good wins, like you said, the Brandon Jenkins win um, by Flying Me, which you can see on, on the internet. You guys can watch that one. It's an LFA. Um, you know, he's he's a decent, he's a decent striker, man. He is. But I don't know. I watched his last two fights. They're on Fight Pass. The guys he fought were just pretty bad. And he did win his last fight against this guy, Nick Compton. That guy's 40 years old, and he barely, like, he just edged him out. Like, it wasn't a, a dominant performance. So... I don't know. I and mean, that was just a few months ago. That was his last fight. I wasn't too impressed. I got to be honest, Marcel. So I do think he could win just because Hernandez is not great either. Like he's kind of an av- – like I think he's above average, but very flawed fighter with a questionable chin. Um, uh, I think the line's too high, but I still have to go with Hernandez. But I think the line's high. I really do. I think Breeden can win. You, you, can't, you can't pick against a guy who's coming straight out of Compton. <laughs> there you go. Let me get these comments. Marcel's calling Hernandez Alexander the average. Yes, just like uh, Volkanovski, according to Sudo. And by the way, yeah, that's a great point. I forgot. Jerry Gordon is moving up to 155. He missed weight the last fight, and then they forced him up. Born again. Here he is. Mike Breen, first round knockout. Hernandez Darius fight comes full circle. <laughs> oh, man. I-, I think it's possible, guys. I really do. Like, I want to take a shot on Breeden at these odds. I really do. I just I kind of feel I'd be just losing on him. Um, then again, I, I do like betting on some underdogs once in a while. And this is a guy that I think is being a little bit undervalued. I think the line should probably be closer to like two or three to one, not five to one. That's a little wide. Um, don't get me wrong. Hernandez should be favored. He's a UFC veteran coming in with a full camp and Hernan- and Breen coming in short notice. But just stylistically, the fight's probably going to take place in the feet. Breen will have the chance to knock him out. So it's possible, Marcel. I'm, I'm with you. The odds are too high. So, Marcel, you're going with Mike Breen then, eh, for the upset, huh? Yeah. There you go, man. Love it. I love it, man. I took a big upset last week with Roxy. Didn't pan out, but I hope yours pans out this week, man. I and I got to be honest. I thought about it. It's just again the circumstances are tough to to be confident about it. Although I think the line's too high, like I said. So definitely, you guys, I would take a deeper look into breeding because I think people are just assuming Hernandez will win. I don't think it's going to be as easy as some people think. Let's go to the next fight, and I think we've talked about this fight before. Aspen Lad and Macy Chason. I'm pretty sure we broke down this fight a few months ago, and Macy Chason like. I think she like rolled her ankle or something. The fight got canceled at the last minute. 
Um, but she's fighting Aspen Ladd again, and Ladd is still the favorite. Minus 245, plus 205 for Macy. Uh, I picked Ladd the last time. I, I, there's no reason I'm going to pick uh, against her now that the fight was rebooked. Um, I have the same read on the fight. I think Ladd uses her grappling is just a little bit stronger. But Macy Chason, definitely a good fighter. I, I enjoy watching her fight. Good striker. Probably the advantage in the striking. So if she can keep it on the feet, she has a chance. I just think she's going to get taken down to the ground and just kind of beaten up on the ground, controlled. What do you think? Exactly the same, man. I think Lat will take a, a smart approach here. Uh, she knows if she wins this fight, she's pretty much very close to a title shot, man. Not gonna lie. I mean, she, she, she. There, there are some less contenders in that division abandon weight. So, a girl was, I think she's five or six right now. If she wins this fight, she's getting closer and closer. Yeah. You know, as long as she stays healthy. And um, I mean, I'm taking Lat here. Unanimous decision. She even can win via ground and pound, man. Wouldn't be surprised with that at all. So yeah, I think it's possible too. We saw against, I think it was Yana, right? Yana, she just absolutely yeah. smashed on the ground. And Tanya Evinger too. So she has nasty ground and pound. The, the problem with her is that she's been out for so long, right? That's the problem with Lat. She's been out for almost two years. And there's risk betting on someone coming off of a major knee injury, which she is. Um, I'm not saying there's a lot of value in here at minus 245, but I expect her to win the fight, basically. Okay, this call from Zach. Hey, Zach, what's up, man? He's asking if there's odds for Cage Warriors. I don't think there's odds yet, Zach, but I will be writing the articles for MMAoddsmaker.com, so I'll have the uh, opening odds. There's three Cage Warriors cards this weekend again. I, I don't mind how they do this. They they have, like, no events for, like, a month or two, and then they do three in a row. It's kind of cool. He's also asking who he think wins the Lima MVP rematch. We can give our pick for that right now. I'm going with Douglas Lima again. Um, you know, I know he had, he didn't look good against Yaroslav, but I, I still think he's the better MMA fighter than Michael Page. So I, I would lean towards him. It's a very close fight, though, obviously. What are you thinking in that one, Marcel? Yeah, man, Douglas Lima, uh, 100%. Decision cool. or knockout sure. again? I'm taking a decision here. That's what I'm thinking, too. I think it might go longer than last fight. But I will say this. I do think that the line is being very uh, respectful towards Michael Page. It's, a, it's essentially a pick em fight. So we saw what happened last time. The odds makers are giving him a lot of respect. And I think Page does have a better chance this time around than last time. But how can I go against uh, Douglas Lima against Michael Page? I, I'm, I'm a big Douglas Lima fan, even though he did, didn't look very good against Yaroslav. This is a different fight. It's not a grappler. It's another striker. In fact, Douglas Lima will have the grappling advantage in this fight. So that, that would make it an easier fight for him, I think. Although the striking mm -hmm. is still going to be not easy. All right, let's talk about this fight, which is a really weird fight. Um, Misha Shulkinov <laughs> dropping to, to uh, 185 to take on Christoph Jocko. I, I still don't – I don't know if Misha can make weight. I, I This is the guy that I'm going to be watching on Friday to see if he actually makes yeah. weight. Uh, Jocko minus 150, Misha plus 130. What do you think, Marcel? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to give my pick here. I want to see if Misha does make weight That's and fair. how he looks on the scale. So for me, it's like who I think is a better fighter. I think Sirkinov is kind of a better fighter than Jotko, but I want to see how he makes 185. If he makes 185 in a good way and he looks healthy and all, I'm definitely picking Sirkinov, I think, in here. Yeah. But um, yeah, we have to wait till Friday, man. I really want to see how he looks on the scale. I love Misha. I mean, he's from Toronto. Um, he's one of the best Canadian fighters still, but I, mm -hmm. I can't pick Misha. To me, his durability is just, it's, it's just so questionable at this point. And dropping to 185 is not going to help his chin, Marcel. You know, he's been knocked out so That's many true. times now. Obviously an amazing grappler, but Jocko is, what's his take on defense? 87%. He doesn't get taken down like ever. He was submitted by Bland. It was seven years ago. That's the only submission loss in the UFC. But he's had like 15 fights and he's never really been taken down and held on the ground. Um, he doesn't have a ton of power by any means on the feet, but he's a good like point fighter. And, you know, it's possible he could clip Misha on the chin and just knock Misha because his chin is that weak at this weight. 
I'm with you. I do want to see what the weigh-ins look like, but I got to go with Jocko, man. I can't pick Misha because of the chin issue. I just think the durability is just too questionable for me, but for sure. I mean, the guy's going to be big at this weight class, and if you can get Jocko to the ground, Marcel, he can submit him. Also, I just think that, you know, if he shows up, makes weight, looks good, maybe we have another middleweight contender in our hands. It's just, I, I just find it hard to believe that his durability is going to be so improved at this weight class. That's my, that's my opinion. Sorry, guys. Let me get this question. Um, Zach, hey, Zach, he says, cheers. Hope the family's great. Zach, I appreciate that, man. Everyone's, going re- Everyone's doing really well in the household here, man. I really appreciate it. Daniel says he's picking MVP. He says confident. Well, that's, that's interesting. It is three rounds, born again. It's not a five-round fight. Bellator doesn't do five-round fights uh, for main events that are non-title. Born again likes Misha by sub, probably round one. Jocko has a fight, fought a prime grappler since Seaton Bland. Jocko can't finish. Branch still in wrestling. Fought, took him down a couple times. And I agree with Zach, because you and your brain, another 20 pants can't help the durability for Misha. I agree with that, too. But I, I'm with you guys, too. I'm with Born Again. He definitely has the advantage on the ground, obviously. Misha's going to have the advantage against a lot of guys. Like, it wasn't that long ago he beat Jimmy Crute by submission. You know what I mean, Marcel? Like, so Ooh, he's a good, yeah, exactly. He's a good, he's a damn good grappler. But, again, I just have a lot of questions about the guy. Um, I'm not, like, running the sportsbook bet on Jocko either, though, because Jocko doesn't have knockout power, right? That's the thing. So he's, you're probably going to have to have him win a decision here. I do think it's possible, though. So. Give me your thoughts on this fight, Marcel. We got uh, the welterweights. And I think this would probably be the front runner for fight of the night. We got Nico Price against Alex Oliveira. Uh, both guys always in fight of the night type fights. Nico Price minus 150, Alex Oliveira plus 130. What do you think? I feel like one of the guys is going to get knocked out here for some reason, man. Uh, both guys are pretty wild all the time. <laughs> and uh, I mean, to be really quick here, I think the one who. Um, I expect Nico Price to knock him out, to be really honest, man. I think Nico Price, he, he's still got that fire. He's crazy, you know. And Nico <laughs> Price is always happy. You know, Nico Price is happy when he when, when he wins, when he gets a draw, he gets a no contest. Dude's always happy. He always comes to fight. Uh, I really I really love Nico Price watching, man. I think he's amazing. Um, I saw I saw something on, uh, on Twitter the other day that made me laugh. It was like... Um, Somebody said, do you think Nico Price is going to pull out of the fight? And then somebody said, Nico Price never pulls out. And then he posted the picture of his family with his five Well, Alex Oliveira <laughs> doesn't pull out either, let's be he's honest. Yeah, he's, got, he's got 10 kids, yeah. I think they, they literally have 15 combined children between the two of these guys. So uh, he's Nico, got, Nico has a six on his way, all right? He's got a six on his way. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, so, I love Nico. Though. I mean, you, look, you go to his yeah, Instagram, it's just pictures of him smiling with his family, working out, training. The guy is a he's a savage man. Like how he's all, how could you be an MMA fan and not like Nico Price? <laughs> he's always a good spirits, man. Dude is he always is. a good spirits. I, I really love dude. He as says well, he's quit smoking weed and he says it's helped his cardio too. Like he looked amazing against Michelle Pereira in that third round. So maybe there's something. Yeah. To um, no idea. But I'm just saying. I want to throw that out there because after that Cerrone fight, he's like, ah oh, man, I can't be. He said, I think he got fined like $10,000. So he's like, I can't spend that much money on weed anymore. <laughs> he's like, I can't get fined for the stuff. Anyways, the guy's a funny guy, great fighter, um, flawed, a flawed great fighter, you know, can be knocked out, can be submitted, but he can knock you out, he can submit you. And he's always there 15 minutes too. Like he's going to be a boring fight. Pardon? Never on a boring no, fight. No, never. And I would say the same thing about Cowboy. I mean, really, he doesn't have too many boring fights either, but. I think Cowboy's on a decline, Marcel. I do think yeah. I see a guy that's on the decline phase of his career. I know he did beat Max Griffin last year. That's a good win looking back on it. But, you know, still, five of his last seven fights ended in a loss for him. Um, his chin is getting a little bit worse now. His submission defense not as good. as It's, it's just never been really good, actually. Um, and he just hasn't been able to finish anyone in a while either. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think I could pick him, Marcel. You know, I, 
I like Caldwell. I can't pick him though. I gotta go with Nico Price here as well. Um, Nico Price, Nico Price by TKO. I think that's what's gonna happen here. What's the odds on that? Because that's probably what's gonna happen. Price by TKO plus one thirty. So the odds suck. I mean, why would you even bet that? You might as well just take him straight. The odds suck. Does Dawkins get a rank win with the win over Holland? Oh, Jose's asking about the Kwame event. I'll talk about it in a second, Jose. And Daniel's asking, uh, we quit Nico probably couldn't handle. That's funny. <laughs> All it feels like a lesser version of uh, Michelle at this point. I kind of feel like that too. I think there uh, is worse than Michelle Pereira. I think Michelle is a better fighter at this point. All right, so let's talk about this co event here. Uh, actually, look at this last question. Uh, sorry, uh, Mansoor Al Naifa. Hey, what's up, man? He says, why Asker didn't get the title shot 125? He's injured. He missed weight yeah. in his last fight against Joseph. He's Benigui. also injured. He's injured too. So there's two different he, reasons. But I, I do think the until missed, January, I think. I think the weight miss played a big factor in that too. I really do, you know. But the injury didn't help either. So I, I think, you know, maybe – I don't know if they're going to do the rematch between him and Pandoja, but maybe that's what makes sense and the winner gets the title shot. I don't know, Marcel. I'm not sure, but we know that there's going to be the trilogy fight. All right, let's go to the co-main event, guys. Jose is asking about Kyle Dawkins, Kevin Holland, and Kevin Holland's slight favorite, minus 150, Dawkins plus 130. What do you think, Marcel? Can Kyle Dawkins take down Kevin Holland here? That, that's the main question, man, in this fight. Can he take down Kevin Holland here? Uh, can he hold him down? I mean, if that's possible, you know, then Kyle Dawkins is going to win this fight, I think. Um, but Kevin Holland can knock him out as well, you know. Um, the thing is, Kevin Holland, last two fights, he fought we got to say he fought the top level guys in the division, you know, uh, he got taken down. I think Brunson had a much better uh, show than Vittori against him. Vittori got uh, had some trouble on with him on the feet sometimes, but uh, he played it safe, you know. Um, if you look at Darkus, Darkus lost his last fight against Haas. He got, he got pretty much dominated on the ground, right, by Haas. So... Um, I don't think he has to be afraid that Holland will dominate him on the ground. Um, Thing is, I, I, I don't think Kevin Holland, I think Kevin Holland is not bad, but I also don't think he's that top of a fighter that many people think he is, you know? I think he is a decent fighter. He deserves to be in the UFC 100%. And he might be better in the welterweight division than in the middleweight division, man. But, you know, that's for him to, to decide if he wants that. Um, the thing is, if Dawkins can take him down, can hold him down, can outgrapple him, can, can go for submissions and that, this and kind of that, then I see Dawkins winning. Holland can knock him out as well. I'm taking Dawkins here. I'm taking Dawkins by decision. I hate to do it, but I'm going to pick Dawkins too, man. I, I hate doing it because I love Kevin Holland, but the, I just don't – I'm not convinced he's worked on his takedown events. I know that he posted he's with DC, but he was there for like a week and was like, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to be here anymore. Like, he just – he doesn't like that part of the game, you know? Like, he yeah. just doesn't like wrestling. He likes to submit guys. He likes to knock you out, but he doesn't like to wrestle you. And I think Dawkins is a good wrestler. It just is, to me, this looks like a bad style matchup for Kevin Hall. I gotta be honest, I was kind of on the fence about this one, but watching Holland's fights back, the guy is super tough. He's gonna be hard to finish too. So I'm wondering like, what's Holland's path to victory here? Like he's gonna knock Dawkins out, a guy who's never, I don't think, been knocked out before. It's gonna be hard to do. Whereas Dawkins, all he really has to do is get to the ground, hold him to the ground. And again, Holland's been taken down 17 times in his last two fights, 19 times in his last three fights. That's that's a lot of takedowns against. I, I until he shows that he's worked on the takedown defense, I can't pick him Marcel. So I actually feel like the odds should be closer here to like a pick him. And there's probably some value in Dawkins as a dog. I'm thinking um, because he has such a clear path to victory. Now, if he, again, if he doesn't get to the fight to the ground, he's gonna be in trouble because Holland does have that power in the feet and the reach and everything. But 
I'm pretty sure he gets the fight to the ground, Marshall, and just holds him there, grinds him out for three rounds. That's what I'm thinking happens. Here. I expect that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get these comments, guys. Dax says Docus all day is way underrated. Kevin's slightly overrated. I hate saying Kevin's overrated, but like, you're probably to, right at this point. To be honest, I, I, that's pretty, but you're probably right. What? It, it pretty sucks for Holland that after two two wrestlers, like if, giving him Docus, man. You know, I don't expect the UFC to give him Docus here. You know, Kevin Holland is pretty. How do you say that? He's pretty popular with the fans. Yeah. You know, you would expect to give him an easier matchup than. Or maybe the UFC thinks this is an easy matchup. I don't. Think, I don't know. But it's I don't know. Not. That's what I was thinking. Like when they first booked it, I was like, because I always wonder, like, why did they book the fight? Right. That's yeah. the question I ask. Why did they make this fight? You know, and because there's so many fighters they could always make, but they chose this fight, and I do think it's like an average guy with decent wrestling. And if he can't beat this guy, then what is Holland? You know what I mean? That's what I'm thinking. They're trying to do. Can he even wrestle yeah, with with Dawkins? I'll get this comments here from Daniel. It says Dawkins, uh, smaller 185er. Holland's been losing to heavier set grapplers. Maybe Holland gets it done, possibly, but. You know, Dawkins is a big dude, man. He is skinny, but he's also six foot three. Dawkins is a dog plus one thirty. I see John. Hey, John, you got your comments for Contender Series. We're gonna do that in one sec. We'll just do the last fight here, and then we'll do Contender Series. Last fight: UFC Vegas thirty eight. Marcel, the main event of the evening: Tiago Santos versus Johnny Walker. And the odds for this one: minus one seventy. Tiago Santos plus one fifty. Johnny Walker. Who's your pick? An absolute headache fight to pick, to be really honest, man. Uh, if you look at Tiago Santos, he lost his last three. Uh, we know the John Jones fight could have gone his way either. I think it was very close. Yes. Then he got that uh, that uh, those knee that knee injury where he got double surgery. I think came back. He has Glover. He looked good in the beginning, but he got completely gassed and Glover took over and he stopped him. The Rockets fight was horrible, from, uh, pretty much from both sides. To be really honest, yeah. uh, if you look at uh, if you look at Johnny Walker, he was. So much hype coming in the UFC, you know, got the three wins back to back, first round stoppages, all three. Then he thought, fought Corey Anderson, and Corey Anderson pretty much stopped him there. I gotta be honest, that was one of the bigger surprises in the last few years. Yeah. For me. I couldn't believe that. I mean, now we know Corey's really uh, good, but at the time I was like, wow, I couldn't believe it myself. I pick Corey, but fight decision, not fight a KO. You know what I mean? So, That's what I mean. Like, like I thought he could out wrestle, I didn't think he'd knock him out in the first round. Then we got the Nikita Krilov fight. I have a fun story about that one. I don't know if you know Davidson Baker from Laumont. Yeah, 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 he, yeah. You know what? Actually, I do know him because um, I saw him and you do a podcast once, and that's where I saw I, – I already honest, I didn't even knew, knew you uh, speak spoke English. Then I saw okay. you do the podcast with him, and I was like, man, we got to get Marcel on this podcast. And then ever since then, we've been <laughs> doing it together, man. That's literally what happened. I saw you and Davidson do one before. That's what happened. Okay. I didn't know you spoke English. I had no idea. Okay. Awesome. So – Davidson uh, took a bet on Twitter. He was like, if the fight between Nikita Krilov and Johnny Walker ends in the decision or doesn't get a stoppage, I will go, uh, I will cut my hair as Larry, how is that dude with that, uh, that, 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 that guy, that gray guy with that bald spot here on the, on the area, Larry, Larry Holmes, Larry, I know his name. Larry something, some, a well-known guy in, in the U.S. Larry Come King? on, man. No. Larry, oh man, let me let me check. Larry, someone someone throw it in here. Anyways, let me. Larry David. Larry David. Larry David. Oh okay. So, oh oh, from so, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. So okay. He, yeah. He of was, course. Yeah, yeah. So then he did uh, with Mike Hack. He did the uh, the reveal on his podcast, and he had the exact uh, same haircut as Larry David. <laughs> so, that's so funny. Yeah, he's the guy that created yeah. Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. From Curb Your yeah. Enthusiasm. Yeah, he's hilarious. So yeah, let's yeah. go back to the fight. Sorry, man. I had to. It's okay. It's okay. That guy's so funny. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. And then Johnny Walker won against Ryan Spann with multiple back of the head shots. Uh, I remember in the last fight. So thing here is, um, 
I feel I, I don't know, man. Santos hasn't looked the same since since coming back from that surgery, yo. You know, and Johnny Walker, eight years younger, kind of a same kind of fighting style with with uh, throwing heavy punches and trying to knock you out. It's kind of who first lands here, I think, man. I'm going with Johnny Walker, first round knockout, man. Uh, gonna be a, maybe it's a bold pick, I don't know, but I feel like Johnny Walker is going to win this fight because Thiago Santos coming forward as well and also trying to knock him out. So yeah. There you go. So you're picking Johnny Walker? That's your yeah, pick? first round. First round knockout. Let me get these comments and I'll give you guys my pick. Um, let's get this one. Four again. Santos Alain Rakic in first and third round. According to the stats, that is true. Close fight, but it's true according to the stats. Santos by knockout round one. Walker Cheney. Fight doesn't go a distance lock. I, I agree with that. I don't think this fight goes five rounds. There's no way. There's just no way. There's, John Walker doesn't have the cardio to go five rounds. Where is the fight not going? It's got to be like minus, yeah, minus 500. Minus 400, excuse me. But it's your cash. So it's a good parlay piece. Um, Zach says Johnny Walker's glass cannon killer be killed in the first round. All right, yeah, and Morgan says span her him twice in the first. It's yeah, true before you finish them. Yeah, I'm I'm going back and forth on this one too. I got to be honest with you. This is a, this is a close fight. Um, Tiago Santos, I I pretty much agree with what you said, Marcel. That's kind of why I'm leaning towards Walker because to me, Tiago just hasn't looked the same. Doesn't look like mm -hmm. the same explosive guy that he once was. I know he did knock down Glover, but right after that happened, he got submitted too. So. It's just, you know, it's hard to pick against Tiago because he is such a great fighter and he's been for so many years. But uh, Walker, like you said, eight years younger, more in his prime, um, bigger, taller guy. I just got a lot of concerns about Johnny in the chin, uh, everything, you know. But I, he definitely can knock out uh, Tiago in the first round. You know, Tiago loved the guy, but I do question his durability at times, like, you know, when uh, David Branch knocked him out. That that that's really sketchy, you know what I mean? And I think that if Johnny gets it with an elbow or something in the first, or even a punch, he could finish him too. So I I kind of feel like both guys are a bit of glass cannons, to be honest with you, Marcel, a little bit, probably more so Walker. Um, but yeah, I'm going to lean towards Walker, I guess, a little bit here, Marcel, just because he's the younger guy, he's a little bit more in his prime. But uh, Tiago Santos definitely can win this fight, and if he gets out of the first round, he probably will win the fight, you know, because I don't think Johnny's got a lot of cardio, so. There's a lot of risk with Johnny Walker here, Marcel, with the cardio, with the takedown defense. I don't think that plays a factor in this fight, but, you know, I still think that the fact he's so much younger, he's got that power. He's got that, uh, like, explosive explosiveness and crazy stuff, uh, the flying knees and everything, um, leaning towards him. And I agree completely with you, Born Again. It is similar to Spain and Smith. I agree completely, and I was wrong with that one. I'll admit it, obviously. Um, I think it's a very similar fight. And it's almost like the UFC is kind of – they're trying to find a new contender. They're, they're like, all right, who's going to be the new contender of 205? Because it's the same guys every year. Now it's like, let's go see if you can beat Tiago Santos and become that guy. I think it's possible, but I also thought Span could beat Smith. I was wrong about that one. So, Sales is a better chin, but it hasn't been dropped to 205. That is true. It has looked better at 205. I agree. I, I, but I, again, at the end of the day, I, I kind of agree with you, Marcel, on that he just hasn't looked the same. So, I, I got to make a pick here and we go with Walker, but it's close. It's really close. And I, I was like you, Marcel. I was. Ah, I was like, ah, I gotta hate picking this fight. It's so hard to pick. Yeah. But gotta pick someone. And I, I do think this is one of the closest fights in the card, though. I will say that. Um, let's do contender series really quick, Marcel. Uh, anything else you want to talk sure. about, by the way, before before we uh, moved on? Anything else? No, let's go to the contender series. Yeah. All right, cool. If you guys have any more comments, throw them in there and I'll, I'll get them. I'm going to pull up contender series and we'll look at these fights really quick here. Um, we got four fights now, not five. Because Buddy missed weight, which sucks. Let's get these fights. All right, so Rizvan Kuniev against Edivan Santos, Marcel, kicking off the card. Kuniev mm -hmm. minus 420, Santos plus 335. So Kuniev's a big favorite. You think he wins? 
Um, yeah, I think. I mean, uh, it's a heavyweight fight. Sorry, I, for the yeah. weight class, heavyweight fight. Yeah. I look at Edison Santos' record. He always only has pretty much wins against O and O fighters and uh, fighters on losing record. Uh, guys say Rusman Kuniev has a win over uh, uh, over Ruth Vernoy, who is a Dutch fighter who is now doing street fights. Not a, so. Um, uh, that, that's a, that, that's that's a win against a Dutch fighter. You know, that's a guy I know. Um, I mean. It's a heavyweight fight. Everything can happen, but I would go with Kuniev, man. I think uh, he's also he's also a champion for Eagles uh, Fighting Championship, the, the Khabib uh, promotion. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I I don't feel comfortable picking the Brazilian, so I'm going with Kuniev here. But I don't really I, I, have I'm a lot of package to play. Yeah, I think Kuniev wins. He's the bigger. I think he's the bigger guy. You know, Santos. I I don't think he's gonna have the size on him here. And Santos has fought no one. He's fought nobody's. You know what I mean, Marcel? Like literally mm -hmm. the worst competition you could fight. I gotta go with Kuniev. Probably finishes him, you know? Very possible. We got a question from 10th round, Marcel. He's asking if Tapuri Ige is possible. You heard anything about that? or It's not done yet, but they're working on it for December, as far as I know. Fair enough. There you go. All right, let's go to the next fight. Lucas Almeida against Daniel Zellhuber. And very, very close fight here. Uh, but the odds don't say that. But I think it's close. Minus 250 for Zellhuber, plus 210 for Almeida. But it's two guys that are unbeaten. So I don't know why the spread is that wide. What do you think, Marcel? Yeah, I kind of feel like that's because uh, Zal Huber has, has fought in Combate and and Lux uh, fighting uh, fight league, so he's pretty much more known. If I listen, man, if I know more about Daniel Zal Huber than I know about Lucas Almeida, and also Lucas Almeida is a very generic name in, in Brazil as well, so we really have to look him up who, who he was and what what he does. Um, he's a jungle fight champion, jungle fight, one of the better promoters in Brazil. Um, Zal Huber. I saw him fight a few times. He looked pretty good, but not against amazing competition either, you know? So it's really hard to measure who's going to win here. I would say Zell Huber has probably going to win this. It's probably going to win this fight, but I'm not sure at all. Again. Yeah. From everything I've heard of Zell Huber, he's a very good prospect. I just think yeah. the line seems high for a guy, considering Almeida is also unbeaten. Um, but again, Zell Huber does have the more hype and that's baked into the line. So I think it's probably going to be his win, but. I, I, I'm not as confident as Kuniev in the first fight. Now, uh, I am confident about a uh, fighter in this fight, Marcel. We've got Canadian Same. Aaron, Aaron Jeffrey against Chow Baralo. And I'll just say right now, I love Aaron Jeffrey in this fight. I really like him in this fight, Marcel. And he's only minus 140. And you got plus 120 on the underdog. But minus 140 on Jeffrey seems like a really nice line for a guy that I think is the UFC caliber fighter right now. Like, I think he should be in the UFC right now. Um, he's a guy that. You know, you lost to Brendan Allen and Sean Brady. Like, those are there's yeah. no shame in losing those guys. No, um, I, absolutely not. And, and, and he's since then, he's picked up wins over Andre Petrovsky, in the UFC, and Colin Huckbuddy, who I, I want to say Dana signed him or, or he was on the Contender He signed series. him, but yeah, no, he, he signed him on the Contender yeah. Series, but he went to the to CFFC. I don't know why. It's so weird. Yeah. I don't know why he did that. Yeah. But, anyways, yeah. So I, I'm thinking uh, Jeffrey wins. I, I'm pretty confident he wins. Minus 140 is low. I, I don't want to overlook Barallo too much, uh, but I just think Jeffrey's a guy that should be the UFC right now, so I have to go with him. You? Yeah, I agree, man. I think uh, Aaron Jeffrey is a good fighter, man. We saw – we. I mean, we are definitely more familiar with him as well. You know, we saw him fight many times, Yeah, and uh, he's a good fighter. He came up short in the in the contender series two years ago against Brandon Allen, but, I mean, Brandon Allen <laughs> – He's he's a great fighter, man. Yeah. You know, he was the LFA champion back then, and he has evolved into a into a top fifteen fighter, pretty much for the UFC. I think he might be in the top fifteen soon. So, uh, if you look at Kaya Barallo, I know the name. 
I only saw uh, one or, or two fights of his. He didn't look bad at all, man, to be really honest. But I think Aaron Jeffrey is level above him. So I'm definitely going with Jeffrey here. I think it's it's also the smart pick, probably. Yeah, I think he wins. Um, John, I'm going to get your comments in a second. I know you put your picks out. I just want to get the last pick here. Because uh, the Chris Duncan fight was canceled, obviously. I think he would have won his fight. And then the last fight, uh, we got Lucas Sadolsky against Igor Pateria. And Sadolsky is a big favorite here, Marcel. He is minus 280, Pateria plus 240, but Pateria a lot more experienced. So the line seems a little high in this one too, light heavyweight fight. What do you think? Yeah, man, I, th I think it will be a close fight, man, to be really honest, man. Somebody on, on Instagram DM'd me about it. It's like, what do you think about this fight? It's like, dude, probably a very close fight in my opinion. I think both guys are talented. Um, if I have to pick somebody here, I'm going with the Pol Polish guy, Sadolski. Uh, by the way, that's not biased. My flag and my profile is not Polish. It's an Indonesian flag, so don't think I'm going with Polish because I have a Polish flag there. <laughs> it's not a Polish flag. But uh, I think I think he's, he's a pretty decent fighter, man. I saw I think I saw one of his fights at Babylon where he knocked out somebody within yeah. 20 seconds. Um, yeah. I'm going with him, man. I'm, I don't really have a huge package to, to say why I'm going with him, but I feel like he, he will probably win the fight. But it's, I, I expect a close fight. And he got knockout power, man. That's, he got knockout power. I, I think the line's a little high, but I think you got to go with Sadulski. Um, but I do think the line's high. Uh, let me get John's comments because John had a few. Uh, he had his thoughts, and I want to read them. He said his right. picks were Sadolsky, Jeffries, Oliver, and Kudia. We had the same picks as us. Sadolsky, yeah. <laughs> uh, first round knockout, not enough footage on Brawl. Yeah, that's true. But if you're going to bet on Jeffrey, it's just basically like this guy's really talented and he should be a lot of guys. That's basically what it is because, like you said, there's not a lot on Brawl. John also thinks the odds are interesting and that Almeida's gone through a couple of wars, has a puncher's chance, just thinks Selhuber can match him. Zach's asking about any prospects on the Bellator card. Let me go to it quickly. Um, I haven't, I, to be honest, I didn't look at the whole card yet, but I'm looking at it right now. It doesn't seem like they're really prospects per se. They're more like, like they're just like veterans almost more. So like, who's the prospect to watch for on this card? That's an amazing question, Adam. It is a good um, question. It actually yeah. is. Um, some guys like age warriors I, guys that maybe I know. I know people are really high on Luke Trainer, an English guy with four and zero. People are pretty high on him. He's on the main card, by the way. He's fighting Janik uh, Bahati. But yes. uh, I have to be really honest. I don't know a lot of these guys who are on this card, man. For example, that Kurshat Kacharov, who is seven and zero. I don't know the dude. He's from Hungary. Um, Fabakari Diata, I heard about him, you know, but I'm not really familiar with him. He got a good win over Dominic Wooding, I see in his last Bellator fight. He's from the 100% fights. He's probably with, uh, no, he's not with MMA Factory. He's with Edge Academy. Okay. Never heard of that. Also in Paris. Um, yeah. There are too many on, the, uh, on that card I don't really know about, man. I, I know the name, but I'm really not really familiar with the guys. Got to be honest here. No, that's fair. That's fair. All right, um, I think that's it. Anything else you want to talk about, Marcel? We got two minutes left, basically, but I, I think I think we're good. Um, we broke down UFC Vegas 38 for you guys. Broke down Contender Series, Bellator. Like we said, we gave our pick at the main event. Do you want to give me more Bellator picks out? Um, Co-main event, Liam McCourt. What do you, do you think? Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely Liam McCourt, man. I think Jessica yeah. Borga ain't that great. It's so, so funny because I'm definitely. like, who's this Jessica Borga? And I clicked on her. I watched her fight this morning against Shana Young. It was on YouTube. So I knew who she can, was because I watched her. I think she lost to her. <laughs> she has funny. also uh, 
she she also earned some extra money with some other stuff as well, Jessica Borga, by the way. So yes, I believe you can tell me about that as well. So <laughs> <laughs> all right, Marcel, I think that's it for today. Let's uh podcast. Let's just get out of here. Plug your stuff, let's go. Big Marcel24, Twitter, Instagram, still the same. Uh MMADNA.nl, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. MMA Martin, take it over. Yeah, you guys got me there. MMA Martin is the Twitter handle. MMAoddsbreaker.com is the website. Uh, it's on our podcast on YouTube. It's on iTunes, Spotify, all those places you guys find it. Appreciate you guys joining and listening to us every week. I'm also available at news.com, BJPen.com, um, Elite Fantasy, Elite Sports Betting, Bookies.com. A lot of places, man. Last question we're going to take here. Are you guys familiar with the Cage Warriors main events? I haven't looked at it yet. I'm going to do this, like I said, the opening odds for uh, MMA Oddsbreaker. So keep your eyes peeled to the site. It'll be up in a few days. Thanks again, guys, for joining us today. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Good luck on your bets. Bye.